0: This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Reed Pence. This week, research suggesting we might be able to reverse fetal alcohol syndrome at birth.
1: We are talking about a very large population, which of course could be prevented if pregnant mothers do not drink. Making fetal
0: alcohol spectrum disorder a thing of the past, when Radio Health Journal returns.
2: Seventy percent of medical decisions are based on the findings of pathologists who also diagnose virtually all cancers. Given the importance of these decisions, the nation's largest and most complex laboratories ensure they're operating at the highest standards through inspection and accreditation by the College of American Pathologists. CAP inspects and accredits laboratories in 19 of the 20 top hospitals in the recent U.S. News and World Report rankings. Dr. Richard Friedberg is the CAP president. The CAP's Laboratory Accreditation Program is internationally recognized as the most rigorous set of standards in laboratory science. Forty percent of the nearly 3,000 items on our inspection checklist exceed regulatory compliance because a patient's health is on the line. Every CAP inspection team includes one pathologist and a team of laboratory professionals. The CAP's exhaustive inspection checklists are updated annually to help laboratories stay on the cutting edge of medicine. Find out more at CAP.org news.
0: A few years ago, we introduced you to Maggie, the mother of a boy named Sergei she adopted from a Russian orphanage at age six. Sergei's health records at the time noted a few minor health problems, but the orphanage said he was fine and those illnesses were written down just to make it easier to get him out of the country. What Maggie wasn't told was that Sergei's birth mother drank during pregnancy. He had fetal alcohol syndrome.
3: He had no impulse control. He had no sense of cause and effect. He had like an IQ of like 68, and physically his head was really small, his eyes were wide apart. He didn't have that little indentation on top of his lip that everybody has, and that's a real telltale sign of fetal alcohol.
0: All of that is lifelong. Today, Sergey is 30, and while most people with full-blown fetal alcohol syndrome never live even close to independently, he's fared a little better. He lives in a professionally staffed group home with three other special needs adults, and he holds down a job.
3: He works at a ranch with horses, which was a really good match for him because a lot of the problems with fetal alcohol syndrome are a lot like autism. So he's on the autism spectrum, and he seems to be function better when he's around animals than when he's around people because he really can't read signals people give him. So he's really socially inappropriate a lot of the time. But as far as he's able to work and he's able to live semi-independently, so I think we're doing pretty well.
0: Dr. Ava Rayday agrees. Rayday is professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Northwestern University and says most children with severe fetal alcohol syndrome grow up unable to function on their own.
1: That is the horrible part that because everything happens during neurodevelopment, it's imprinted, it's set. And unless we can do something about it, these children grow up into adulthood, possibly can maintain a life, but they also likely age faster and Basically, they'll have to be taken care of for the rest of their life.
0: Doctors can often identify babies with a more severe form of the fetal alcohol disease spectrum as a result of characteristic facial features, wide-set eyes and a flattened crease above the upper lip, as well as low IQ and cognitive and behavioral problems. Ray Day says they make up around 1% of all births in the United States. However, at least 20 percent of American women who are pregnant drink at some point in their pregnancy, often before they know they're pregnant. The proportion of births with less severe alcohol damage may be frighteningly high.
1: The fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, which is a broad category. It's difficult to conceptualize how broad it is, actually. It's somewhere between 2 to 5% in the U.S., but it goes up to 11% in certain parts of the world. So we are talking about a very large population affected with disorder, which of course could be prevented if Pregnant mothers do not drink.
0: People with milder forms of fetal alcohol effect may never be officially diagnosed, but they often live troubled lives.
1: Those with hyperactivity, with behavioral disinhibition, with major problems of learning and memory,
4: and there are no diagnostic tests to identify them. About 90% of the children with an alcohol-related neurodevelopmental disorder have no physical features, but all of the children have significant brain impairment as a result of the prenatal alcohol exposure.
0: Dr. Joanne Ravette is Senior Scientist Emeritus at the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto and Senior Professor of Psychology at the University of Toronto.
4: As adults, they're at very severe risk of mental illness, maybe as many as 90%. They also are very at risk of getting in trouble with the law With as many as 50% of juvenile delinquents known to be prenatally alcohol exposed, high risk of suicide, have difficulty with jobs, don't complete education.
1: And even those that can manage and have a successful career or anything that allow them to live a productive life will still suffer because... Many of them have problems with affective disorders such as, you know, depression or anxiety or they have memory problem or learning problems, so they are affected during their whole life.
0: However, a study by Ray Day in the journal Molecular Psychology shows that after birth, it might be possible to reverse the effects of prenatal alcohol exposure. The study was carried out on pregnant rats who were given alcohol. A group of their pups who received no treatment grew up with learning and memory problems like you'd see in fetal alcohol syndrome. Another group of their pups at birth received the thyroid drug thyroxin or the diabetes medication metformin. And a third group of pups were a control, born to rats who had received no alcohol at all.
1: And to our major surprise, we found that both Tyroxine and metformin were effective to reverse, normalize the learning and memory deficit that was caused by alcohol during development, neurodevelopment. There was no sign in terms of their behavior, no sign that they were identical to those of controls who never received alcohol.
0: Ray Day says her team was surprised because of when the drugs were given, after the rats were born, after the damage had already occurred. Yet the treatment was able to reverse it. Researchers already knew the treatment would work if given while the mothers were still drinking.
1: We found that doing that, we could reverse the effect of alcohol, as I described before, in other words, thyroxine during pregnancy normalize the development of the foetus, so they no longer had the learning and memory deficit. We were surprised because we gave the tyroxine and the metformin after the pups were born, and the reason we did that because we really wanted to see what happens. In other words, Can this deficit be reversed with a treatment after the damage has already been done?
0: Obviously, it's a long way from rats to humans, but the results of the study have researchers hoping that the technique works in people too. Day says she's working to organize a human trial. She's also wondering just how late the treatment might be given. Rats are born at a relatively early stage of development, The first few days after birth, when the drugs are administered, correspond developmentally to about the third trimester of human pregnancy.
1: If we are right, it could be tried to give these treatments towards the end of pregnancy, when most women actually reduce their alcohol consumption. To give it to humans, to give it to pregnant women, and then hopefully in the future we can find out how late in development can it be given to the child whose mother consumed alcohol.
0: Rovet speculates that if the treatment works in humans, it's possible it might even be effective if given to babies after they're born. She says we already have this experience. Some children are born with a congenital deficiency of thyroid hormone and suffer fetal alcohol-like effects if they're not treated. But if they receive immediate replacement of the hormone at birth, the same one used in the study to reverse fetal alcohol syndrome they're likely to be normal.
4: I've studied children with congenital hypothyroidism, which is a neonatal thyroid disease, and if they're not treated quickly after birth, they have huge problems. They used to be called cretinism. They had severe intellectual impairment, or the degree of impairment got progressively worse the longer you withheld treatment.
0: Other thyroid hormone and glucose regulation connections exist as well to pregnancy and brain development. It's known, for example, that alcohol affects maternal thyroid and glucose metabolism, even apart from its direct effects on a fetus. It's also known that pregnant women with either lower-than-normal thyroid hormone levels or hypoglycemia have children with lower IQ. But Ray found the common denominator that would allow either thyroid hormone or the diabetes drug metformin to treat the effects of fetal alcohol. The key is an enzyme in the brain.
1: What we found that alcohol during, you know, in utero development affected this enzyme dramatically in the brain of the fetus, so much so that it remained affected in the brain of the adult offspring, the adult animal who got alcohol only in utero. But when we gave either tyroxine or metformin, to the newborn animals starting the day when they were born and stopping at day 10. The adult animals had normal levels of this enzyme together with normalized levels of those genes that I discussed as the imprinted genes regulating these functions.
4: It's very, very complex, but that's what the beauty of it is. It isn't no longer that the alcohol-exposed brain is just burnt or polluted or whatever by alcohol. It's that very basic mechanisms in brain development are altered.
0: The safety of the two medications is not an issue. Both have already been approved for pregnant women. However, Ray Day says even if the treatment works on humans, women will have to speak up about their drinking so at-risk babies can receive it. There is no test for fetal alcohol damage. If women speak up, the potential to treat fetal alcohol spectrum disorder is great.
1: I don't want to say that the potential would be that therefore women can drink while they're pregnant, because obviously that would be the wrong message. But... The potential would be that since women have been drinking approximately the same rate as before we knew that it's dangerous, that perhaps we can either eliminate or reduce the damage caused by alcohol. And perhaps if the women know that something can be done Maybe they are also would be more open and honest about it, whether they have drank or not, and thereby further decreasing this bad outcome.
0: You can find out more about all of our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.net. You'll also find archives of our programs there, as well as on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm Reed Pence.
5: Medical Notes this week, the death rate from stroke in the United States has been declining steadily for the last 40 years, but now that progress has stalled. In fact, a report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shows that stroke rates have even started to rise again among Hispanics and people living in the so-called stroke belt in the South. Experts say about 80 percent of strokes are preventable with a reduction in high blood pressure, obesity, and diabetes. Probiotics combined with immunotherapy could help kids get over peanut allergies. A new study in the journal Lancet Child and Adolescent Health finds that increasing doses of peanut protein along with the probiotic lactobacillus rhamnosus cured allergies in 82% of allergic children. Lactobacillus rhamnosus is usually found in yogurt. Researchers say the procedure still needs more study. And finally, new dads in the United States are getting older. In fact, the average father is nearly 31 years old. That's up three and a half years in the last four decades. A study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shows that Asian Americans and men with more education are likely to be older dads. The typical newborn's father with a college degree is over 33 years old, and the average Asian American dad is 36. And that's Medical Notes this week.